0: Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free, free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. This radio show is a dynamite topic. I'm hearing this question more and more and this is an article I've been meaning to uh, write and a radio show I've been meaning to do for quite some time so the timing is really, really right for this now or so it feels so this topic is what would it take for a narcissist to heal and this is a question that I hear over and over again people write to me and they say things like I've done the research and apparently narcissists don't change But can a narcissist heal? How could he or she change? Now this was a question once upon a time I agonized over myself. With the first narcissistic abuse experience I had, I was really deluded back then into believing that I still loved him and we were truly meant to be together and I was convinced that he really loved me and that his exclamations of wanting to save our relationship were genuine. Now at the time, I didn't realize that that was all trauma bonding and that was addiction. And back then, I really tried hard to believe that he would be the first narcissist on the planet to truly heal. I thought love could conquer all. And I spent quite a bit of time hanging on to that hope. Now regarding the second narcissistic relationship I had, fortunately, I no longer had those delusions of love, I didn't want to save the relationship and I didn't want anything to do with him. I was very, very clear with what I was dealing with. And because of that, I had none of the what-if thoughts because I knew point blank that narcissism at that level is a total nightmare and that it can't be healed. So I'm going to explain to you in this radio show why that's the case why MPD isn't healed and I'm going to explain to you what would be necessary for a narcissist to heal. It's really important to understand that words are actually cheap and it is really common for a narcissist at some point in the relationship problems to be sorry, to apologize and speak the words that would make somebody believe that they can and that they do want to heal now not all narcissists do this but many do virtually no narcissist will do that straight off the cuff there'll be lots of twisting and turning before that would ever happen but there are many narcissists that will hit a place where you see remorse and it can be incredibly misleading even if you understand the dynamics of narcissism because when you're viewing life from a human model that you believe signs of genuine remorse and apology equal change or you've been so worn down by the previous twists and turns and the projections and the lies and the scapegoating and the refusing to be accountable that there's such an incredible relief of a genuine apology quote unquote so it feels like it must be real now firstly when dealing with a narcissist you actually really have no ability to know whether or not that these proclamations of taking responsible responsibility and being remorseful are feigned or genuine, because the brain wiring of the narcissist is so set on survival programs and obtaining narcissistic supply, which means needing energy outside of self to emotionally survive, it's pretty safe to assume that it's likely the narcissist in many incidences wouldn't know either whether or not they feel genuine about it or whether it's a tactic to get narcissistic supply. What we do understand, people that have been through the cycles of narcissistic abuse and are very aware of what these cycles are, We can understand that the apologies, the remorse and the promises regarding how the narcissist will make up for atrocious acts and fix the damage that they've done, that they don't hold and inevitably what happens is the malicious behavior returns and generally in a much more intensified form once these cracks have started to appear. Now why does it happen? Why does the behaviour continue after the apologies? And why does it get worse? There's two reasons for that. The first reason is the narcissist, despite what he or she has said, genuinely cannot help the ongoing poor behaviour. And I'm going to go into the deeper reasons for why that's the case. And the second reason is that his or her false self despises the fact that he or she had to be humble and he's engineering ways to get even and escalate punishment so this is the narcissistic tactic and it's an inbuilt survival mechanism of one-upping so being the underdog and being humble and remorseful feigned or otherwise is an underposition, and the narcissist has to get back up on top now The truth of the matter is nobody, a narcissist or a non-narcissist, stops acting out inappropriate or unhealthy behavior simply because they said they realized that they're doing it and that they're not going to do it anymore. Now, I'm not talking about something like dropping swear words in front of your parents or forgetting to bring the shopping in for you I'm not talking about normal garden variety human slip-ups. I'm not talking about simple things needing some attention, recognition and mindfulness to change them. Because small things that do need a bit of attention, recognition and mindfulness, things that fall fall into the the realm of of normal human screw-ups or slip-ups, Absolutely, some mindfulness or a strong decision to be more attentive to that can, can create real change. What I am talking about is the big things. These things are monstrous. The big, painful behavior which is emanating from a severely wounded inner self. And that's what narcissistic behavior is it is atrocious. Nobody changes that behavior by simply saying they're not going to do it anymore now truly to believe that a narcissist will or even can stop that level of behavior is like sitting yourself down for a game of Russian roulette now I want you to really imagine this you're picking up that gun you're spinning the barrel and you're pulling the trigger and at some point, a bullet is going to come out and it's going to blow your head off again. And that's exactly what you're playing with if you're going to believe that a narcissist has said to you, I'm not going to do that anymore. And you go along with it. Now, let's have a deeper look at this. They're the unhealed triggers that are still within the narcissist regardless of what he or she has told you remorsefully there are triggers from you that remind the narcissist of his or her deep dark and unattended to inner emotional wounds now these are inner emotional wounds that occurred long before you came along and these wounds are not just the modified internal wounds that non-narcissists have And the reason why they're not the internal wounds that non-narcissists have is because these wounds are so significant that the narcissist submerged, killed off his or her true self and created a false self, another person in its place to try and get away from the wounds of being the person that he or she used to be before the false self. That's how significant these wounds are. Now, the only problem with this strategy of creating another persona to take over is that the narcissist cannot divorce those internal wounds. He or she can disown them, but can't divorce them. These internal wounds do not go away. They remained. And the more disowned they were, the bigger they got which is just like an untreated cancer that becomes more and more invasive and malignant the longer it's ignored. That's what the wounds have done within the narcissist. So to try to compensate for that emotional pain that's coming off those internal wounds, the narcissist needed and needs and does creates a bigger and bigger false self. Now this false self is pathological It isn't solid. And because it's not solid, it's insecure, it deeply takes offense, and it childishly personalizes. So the false self is actually an ineffective barrier to internal self demonizing thoughts and feelings. So this false self needs, on its own, it's nothing. It needs to grab energy and attention outside of itself to try to avoid the internal emotional agony. Now, of course, this false self often fails because it can't get consistent, 24-7 attention that's going to offset those wounds. So, of course, what this means is, if inevitably, if you're hooked into and connected to a narcissist, inevitably, you are going to stand on one of those numerous unhealed wound landmines it's unavoidable so something you say a way you look at the narcissist a certain stance you take with your body language the compliment you didn't give the level of approval that was not forthcoming from you the success you gained that had nothing to do with the narcissist the enjoyment you derive from something or someone else the mention you made of someone or something else other than the narcissist let alone, heaven forbid, any slight critique or comment you may make that is not aligned with the grandiose version of the narcissist's false self, which is trying to escape inner self-loathing by being magnificent and above anyone's reproach. So you are going to step on a trigger, and the narcissist is going to childishly personalize and react really insecurely. So when that happens, what happened to the promise of not reacting maliciously? What happened to the promise of not turning on you, punishing you, hurting you, smearing you, or threatening you with breakups or Another big unhealed part you've got of yourself that the narcissist is continually maliciously using against you. What happened to all of those promises and remorse? Completely out the window, gone. And it'll be like you never received those words or those promises or that remorse. And true to narcissistic forms, when you did get those promises and the sorry and the remorse it could have been delivered to you in a 10-page gushing letter of undying love and remorse and promises for life and eternity all those sorts of things but they will be out the window as soon as you step on a trigger again and When you step on that trigger, the narcissist will have switched back to the insane twists and turns and the deflecting behavior that makes you think you are completely losing your mind. The adoring saint is nowhere to be seen. So that's what they mean by Jekyll and Hyde, and that's what they mean by walking on broken glass. It's so true. And of course, according to the narcissist's false self, you've just been mean, you've just you've just been terrible atrocious the narcissist is a victim and that's a total justification to the narcissist insane reaction to hitting that trigger and there is absolutely no reasoning with that you can't reason with that so it happened you hit the trigger the bullet came out and you find out again that the horror show is well and truly not over so let's have a look at what would really be necessary for a narcissist to heal. And this is what astounds me with cognitive therapy and a lot of traditional therapy. And it, it just blows my mind, quite frankly, that the inner wounds which are causing the problems often are not even confronted. The behavior might be talked about, but I just don't get it. Why wouldn't you be going to why the behavior happens? So the inner wounds which are causing the problems are often not accessed, they're not confronted, they're not faced, and they're not released, and they're not treated as a high priority. So this means that the reasons as to why a narcissist disowned his or her true self and is living life through a pathological self and acting in these malicious obscene ways it's not even faced now these wounds this is, this is just point blank these wounds are exactly what needs to be confronted in order for the narcissist disordered, conditioned and deranged brain pathways to not work the way they do so, whilst the narcissist's original trauma is still submerged and locked inside the narcissist, the disordered defense mechanisms of the false self are going to continue jealously, vengefully and vehemently standing guard over those wounds. What well, If those wounds stay there, there is no changing anything. So, it's a perpetual bomb of malicious cruelty to anyone who threatens the false self waiting to go off at the slightest provocation. It would only ever be when these wounds no longer exist that the narcissist could lay down these defences and these weapons. Never before. And the same applies for everyone's significant inner wounds and defence mechanisms. This information is not just about narcissists. So how on earth can talk therapy reach, face, embrace and release wounding of the magnitude of what a narcissist has? We're not talking about forgetting to take the garbage out or buying awful Christmas presents for goodness sake. The truth is talk therapy can't and doesn't ever address wounds at that level. I've heard of so many narcissists Within the new life community who hit the apology stage who want joint therapy with partners and they'll even initially say that they'll do anger management or meditation or mindfulness classes so they're, they're at that place where she's gone or he's gone and they'll do anything to get the relationship back now I'm still never to hear of any of this having positive results and I'm going to explain a bit about this I've never heard yet of a joint therapy session go even moderately well with a narcissist let alone be successful now my personal experience which is like so many other people's experience my first narcissistic experience I had it was a complete and utter three ring circus and a nightmare In joint therapy he ran rings around the therapist and as soon as she started to put some pieces together after a private session with myself he discredited her and he refused to continue as soon as he was confronted so so much for doing anything to save the relationship that was dead in the water now the second narcissistic experience that I had there were proclamations of therapy and he kept pushing for therapy Um, And it was about to sort out communication problems. It was usually threatened in the middle of abuse by proxy that he wanted therapy. And of course, I wasn't going to go while I'm being throttled. And at the end of the day, it was he put forward that I had a horrendous paranoia problem that needed to be addressed in therapy. And which was really, of course, it was, of course, it was ironic and it was narcissistic. Him believing that I should just trust a man who pathologically lied and smeared and abused by proxy and committed adultery. You know, yeah, of course I was paranoid. Um, And in his words, he wanted to work out better communication between us to avoid our arguments. So in no way was he even close to owning the outrageous behaviour which was off the planet as it is with narcissists. And of course it was completely unlivable. And it was due to his horrendous childhood wounds that he even had the capacity to behave like that. So I declined the offer of therapy, I broke off the relationship and I put firm no contact into place, thankfully. I could only imagine how much more damaging, deranging and abusing that whole second narcissistic abuse experience would be if I had not done that and of course there was no possibility of a healthy outcome there wasn't even accountability so please be aware if the narcissist is going to anger management meditation or mindfulness teachers before long chances are he or she will be wanting to run the group volunteer as a group speaker or will have buddied up to people and teachers in order to be acknowledged as incredible special gifted and amazing And unfortunately for people with narcissistic personality disorder, all of these things become about getting additional narcissistic supply. It's not about addressing inner wounds. Anger management is management. That is not about healing deep childhood traumas. Meditation is management. That is not about healing deep childhood traumas mindfulness is about management that is not about healing deep childhood traumas all of those things aren't going to work anyway and you need to really understand that both of the men in my past they had at times stated that they would do whatever it would take and they had times been that narcissistic version of deeply remorseful and incredibly romantic and i'll do anything and letters and Proclamations of undying love, all this sort of stuff now, both of them never ever faced or worked on their childhood wounds. they wouldn't even admit that they had deep childhood wounds to focus on them and and heal them and deal with them. So they both believed it was all just about communication issues so and I hear this all the time. This is exactly what goes on in the community time and time and time again. I'm yet to hear of a narcissist genuinely taking accountability for deep childhood wounding. So, truly the proof, as they say, is in the pudding. What you will discover is that when a narcissist states they want to take responsibility and heal, if you confront them with the fact that it is horrendous unhealed wounds, and of course you can have empathy for that, who wouldn't? Causing the abusive behaviour and that needs to be directly addressed you will actually see narcissistic wrath at its worst because that equals you pulling the mask right down and genuinely generally what that will lead to is just incredible abuse from the narcissist as a, as a violent reaction to that or you'll experience total and absolute discard it's very um, likely so the narcissist's false self will never allow you to know the sordid truth that he or she, she feels completely hollow broken and defective and that his or her entire life is a masquerade trying to hide that fact once the mask is down the narcissist cannot be in your life it's actually a really really effective way to get them completely out of your life if you're ready to do that and I certainly knew that was going to be the case with the second narcissist in my life because the mask came fully down. Now, accepting the truth, it's sad. Of course it's sad and it's tragic, very tragic, that as a product of society, narcissists are a product of abuse. Sometimes bad genetics, I do believe that can happen, abandonment or engulfment. And of course, they did not choose logically to kill off their true self and live a pathological life. And end up being more and more taken over by a painful, empty, angry, demanding and never appeased false self. That's just would be the most horrible thing to live. I don't believe they chose it logically and it is sad. However, we have to realise the truth. There is no helping someone who won't or can't help themselves. Now, we're not talking about a cripple or a quadriplegic we're talking about somebody who is going to line you up and maliciously tear you to shreds that's the problem if narcissists were harmless knock yourself out they're not and whilst the false self is on guard there is no breaking through to a narcissist and there's no getting them to work on those deep inner wounds so that you can be safe and those deep inner wounds are exactly what the narcissist has been avoiding, deflecting and projecting to other, onto other people their entire life. To meet the inner wounds equals annihilation emotionally for a narcissist. It just can't be done. Sam Banken describes it as the narcissist intuitively knows that he or she does not have the inner resources emotionally to deal with the onslaught of those inner wounds his belief is that a narcissist would risk a complete psychotic and catatonic breakdown if he or she did drop the false self and face the wounds knowing what i know about energetic healing i do know it is possible in theory For a narcissist to energetically claim and clear wounds and reconnect back to the source of well-being that all of us are connected to at some level, even narcissists. It would be absolutely excruciating and grueling and incredibly painful, but I believe it could be done. However, I'm about to give you the reason why I don't believe the way things are presently, I don't believe that it would be done even though it could be done because this is the sticking point the narcissist is addicted to narcissistic supply worse than a heroin addict is addicted to heroin the narcissist literally feels like he or she would disappear into oblivion if not getting an energy supply attention from the outside now the reason being the narcissist has killed off his or her connection to being an energy source through self So what this means, because there's no true self there, it's withered up, it's dead. So what this means is the narcissist, when feeling any emotional low, which is incredibly frequent for anybody whose true self isn't healthy, let alone shriveled up and dead. So the narcissist frenetically, constantly needs to get a hit. Of narcissistic supply which is outside attention to try to offset that pain of disconnection from self now deep inner healing and personal transformation for anyone is about being with the pain and resisting the urges to detach from it so that the pain can actually be directly dealt with can be faced and transformed and liberated That can never be done unless you claim and face your pain. Otherwise, it's going to keep going. So, the narcissist's false self, it's actually its own entity and it has taken over the narcissist. So, this constructed false person has taken over the real person. The real person is dead and I literally mean that. Energetically dead. So, the false self has all the reasons, <clears throat> all the excuses, and all the justifications to make what the narcissist does as okay. It's like a devil on the narcissist's shoulder talking him or her into the most outrageous reactions and acts possible. Many narcissists, and Sam can agrees with this, I've heard it myself too, they report that whilst doing these acts It's like an out-of-body experience. It's like the false self is completely taken over and the narcissist is watching from the sidelines unable to stop it happening. It is literally to the narcissist like somebody else is doing it. So that takes knee-jerk reaction to a whole new level. So is the false self going to consistently go to a healing space over and over again go within into those wounds and leave alone the outside world and narcissistic supply in order to get the inner work done? The answer obviously is no. So what I have observed over the years is that it is only narcissists in deep narcissistic injury and that's when life is hit really hard. That they're literally on their knees who will dedicate time to inner healing now the reason is because when life kicks someone that hard their ego is temporarily too injured to operate life can be a huge leveler and humbler in the face of shocking catastrophe you might have experienced that yourself or you've seen it happen to people however the narcissist's brain has been established and hardwired onto obtaining narcissistic supply for many years. That's the narcissist's inbuilt, their inbuilt taken over survival programs. So therefore, if a narcissist was to go to therapy or get help when they're in deep narcissistic injury, as soon as a narcissist grants the narcissist enough attention, which is narcissistic supply, for the false self to recover and reinstate it again those brain pathways that operate within the narcissist they start firing again and then the narcissist humility is straight out the window and he or she is going to go straight back to the, the that grandiose entitled conscienceless version of hunting narcissistic supply and the story goes on now when that happens the narcissist is nothing wrong with the narcissist there's everything wrong with everybody else and everything is objectified. So therefore, why would they stay in therapy when you can be discarded and another source of narcissistic supply can be created? Because you, don't, you there's no real person in there. You can't mean anything to a, a person who's not real. There's nothing real there. So that's what happens. The Narcissist Healing Cell. This is like a theory and it's really interesting. I remembered years ago. Now, unfortunately, I can't remember the source. So, if anybody, if this triggers your memory and you might have read this article as well, please email me because I'd love to find it again. So, if anybody knows where this is, let me know this article it was regarding a person's theory about how a narcissist could heal now knowing what i know now i agree that it would actually have to be this extreme so it goes like this so the solution would be solitary confinement with no possibility of contact with the outside world or the ability to gain narcissistic supply then a committed effort to meet and release the original emotional traumas then stimulation and relearning of empathy compassion connection to life and others and integrity which is effectively the reparenting where these brain pathways left off in order to catch them up to present time so there you go that's apparently the theory of the solution now truly what narcissist is going to go through that And what facility is there to have that happen? And additionally, there would have to be every method possible to stop the narcissist committing suicide because if narcissistic supply was removed and unavailable, the narcissist would not be able to bear living until those wounds got removed. Now, please note, I am not stating that this is the case for people with mere ego issues or even narcissistic tendencies because I believe everyone, codependents and even normal people, whatever normal is virtually everybody, everybody does have varying degrees of survival mechanisms which are creating them to be not aligned in the true harmony of who they are Now, some people are obviously a lot more harmonious and at peace and aligned and flowing than others. We've all got different levels of wounding. And survival mechanisms, they all come from fears, from inner wounds that have been closed down inside of us. And we've tried to protect them rather than releasing the wound. That's what survival mechanisms are. I have worked with thousands of people with confronting and releasing inner wounding and of, of course I've confronted and released my own inner wounds which has been a huge journey and I know the courage and commitment it takes to face inner wounding to let it go in order to be free of it and I know that the people who decide to do this they've needed to commit to dropping all addiction behavior which is avoidance techniques to be willing to be with and meet their pain determinately in order to finally deal with it and be liberated with it. Because that's exactly what personal evolution and growth is all about. Nothing less than that. Quick fixes, opting out and self-avoidance just doesn't cut it. I've seen people who've had enough of living a life through their inner wounds absolutely making that decision enough is enough and they do the work. And by doing the work within weeks or months, they can clear decades of of junk and pain and stuff and be completely different to who they were weeks or months ago. Now, it's really interesting at the moment and it really sort of fits into the theory that I have about we're having some massive, massive times of... I I believe everybody's in a stuff coming up and meeting them because it's time we were rid of it. And interestingly I've been receiving many more than normal emails they've really accelerated the last few weeks from people who claim to be narcissists who have had enough of the pain and they want to heal. Now I answer these emails. I refer all of these people To the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, I don't want to have them as personal clients. I've tried that in the past and I've vowed and declared never to do it again with people claiming to be narcissists. But I'm more than happy for them to get on NARP and work with it. And the reason is because the healing is identical to the healing of codependence. It's all about meeting and releasing those inner trauma and wounds. That's what healing is, point blank. It's all about healing the trauma of abuse. Codependent, narcissist, normal person, it makes no difference. It's the same process always. Now, these people that have interestingly come forward, they may be a narcissist to get an injury and they could get the program and ask for a refund in a week because as soon as they start feeling a bit better, the false self might come up and they might go, program, schmogram. I don't need this, there's nothing wrong with me. Or maybe, maybe the pain is got greater than their false self, which would have to be pretty big. And maybe they're just not fully blown NPD. Now, I really do believe that it's individuals suffering with NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, who I believe are incapable of doing this. And I actually believe that people with fully blown NPD would rather die with their pride than actually meet their inner wounds. That's my belief at this point. If that changes, it'll be a wonderful world, but I don't know. Now, my definition of MPD is when a person has crossed the line into malicious, pathological, and conscienceless behavior. This is the type of person who can purposely objectify people, use them, for their, for their own conscienceless behavior for narcissistic supply with absolutely no regard to the damage it creates for people. That is true NPD. So you'll see on the blog that comes out there's going to be a link which is the article Are You With A Narcissist? And all the points are there about what I believe is the absolute definitions of NPD. Now I've never heard of one credible case of a person operating at this level, admitting they need to do the inner work, doing the inner work or healing. And I don't for one millisecond believe that standard traditional talk therapy, cognitive therapy would even touch the edges in a fit. So I really hope that this has helped explain this delicate subject for you and um, by all means this could be a pretty controversial topic by all means put up a comment on the blog please any questions that you have and i'll be really really happy to answer them for you so that's it for me everybody and i hope you have a wonderful day or evening lots of love Bye bye